Welcome back to Couple of Criminals. This is Mariah. And this is Anton. And we are your average couple reviewing your not-so-average crimes. This episode is number 21 of a 50-part series that we are doing where the episodes are based on a different crime in each state in the United States and are in alphabetical order. So today's case will be based on a crime in Massachusetts. Before I jump into today's case, let's hear Anton's amazing joke of the day. The floor is yours. All right, Mariah. Why is dark spelled with a K and not a C? I have no idea. The English alphabet is crazy. Because you can't see in the dark. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was a good one. Another C joke. Another C joke. But this time, I mean, the other one was an ocean joke. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah, that was good. So something that I was thinking about that is very much tied to today's case is college. Um, Anton and I, I've been graduated for five years and you've been graduated for six years, right? Six, yes. Yeah. And it took me back to both of our college experiences, how you and I went to school where we knew absolutely no one when we got there. I mean, I didn't even know you at first, obviously, but thankfully we met only a couple days after we were there in freshman orientation. For me, I moved over 3,000 miles from Southern Oregon, and you, you moved still over 1,000 miles, right, from Yeah, it was Florida. probably around 1,000, I would, I would say. Yeah, so for me, it was across the country. To you, it was across the East Coast. But we were both going to a small town to go to school that neither one of us had ever been to. And, and thankfully, place. Yeah. And thankfully, we both had an amazing experience, and we met each other, and we've been together eight years yeah, since. I wouldn't change my college experience for anything, really. I absolutely loved loved the area we were at in college and even what we studied I enjoyed it a lot as well I mean but think about college it's such an interesting thing where thousands and thousands of people trust in a place and facility to go to and then spend thousands of their dollars with a bunch of strangers don't get me wrong like you said and what we agreed on college is amazing and we both had a great experience and met tons and tons of friends who are lifelong friends but when you are assigned roommates you are assigned to strangers when you are assigned to an orientation group you are assigned to strangers when you are walking to and from class you are walking past dozens and dozens of people you do not know strangers are fine but what if your roommate or the stranger you walked by on your way to biology ended up murdering you or your friend? Well, sorry to you listeners who are either in college or heading to college soon. This may be an episode to skip because this crime is all about strangers going to school with one another and someone being killed along the way. You know, I'm going to have to skip on this one as I'm uh, actually planning on going back to college as you already know. So. Yeah, that's very true. And is going back to school soon. So, but this is... A great case that does give a lot of coverage on things that I would have never thought of, especially your college experience as, you know, a young 20-year-old or late teen. I mean, you're going with so much excitement and then devastating things can happen. Yeah, uh, you get to move away from home or close to home still. Because I know some people, like my brothers, they went to school just an hour away from home. Yeah, not everyone moves across the country like I did. Yeah, but... You're going to a new place, like you said, so yeah. it's, it's that excitement and that enjoyment that people have for, you know, having their own freedom. Yeah, I agree, and it can be taken from you. So for this case, I want to give a precautionary warning to listeners that it does involve suicide. The crime I will be covering began at Harvard in May of 1995. The Harvard Crimson, or what was the Harvard newspaper, received an interesting submission mailed to them one day. 
Obviously, they get handfuls of story suggestions and things to cover, but this one was different. On this day and in this envelope, it enclosed an anonymous photo of an unknown woman with a detailed note that stated, Keep this picture. There will soon be a very juicy story involving the person in this picture. I don't know what the journalists at the newspaper must have been thinking when they opened this, but I can only assume they shrugged it off and continued to open the rest of the mail that day and thought nothing of it. How many, like, stories do we hear, like, almost start just like this? I know. You know, they mail in something, like, be on the lookout. In this case, it was, like, something that might have already happened or maybe it hasn't happened yet. Like, be on the lookout. But Well, remember the Black Dahlia? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The decades, decades old. No, that's the century-old murder from California. Yeah. But it's crazy how many like stories that we've even looked into right yeah. now. And we're only and this is 20, only number 21. 21 episodes in and we've seen multiple times where it's like, hey, here's a photo or here's something of this person. You better be ready. Yeah. And the thing is, is we are looking in hindsight. And so we have the advantage because we already know. So, but like you said, yeah, this is only episode 21 and there are red flags from the very beginning. So fast forward to the morning of May 28th, 1995. The campus is abruptly awoken in the early morning to blood-curdling screams surrounding the university dormitories. The scene is shocking. A woman is in the front courtyard of a dormitory bleeding and screaming for help and repeatedly saying, someone killed my friend. As authorities came to the hysterical scene of this woman, they headed into the dormitory known as the Dunster House and found a woman that had been stabbed to death and that another woman had committed suicide by hanging herself in the bathroom. How sad, like, especially because this is like the end of the semester as yeah. well. Yeah, Like, they're almost done with with their spring semester. And so they're like looking forward to summer, maybe going back home or going on a vacation. And to go into something like this is just shocking. Yeah, it's a terrible way to begin summer and end finals week. So to authorities, it appears to be a murder-suicide with a victim who somehow survived because the victim was in the courtyard. So so both the one in the courtyard was supposed to be killed as well from what? I mean, to authorities, that was the assumption. The assumption. That okay. this, this somehow, this woman, whoever it is, escaped. Did it say if she was like stabbed or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, she was stabbed. Okay. So the question that they now had to answer were, who were these three random women? But more importantly, why did it happen and what was the motive? Sanidu Tedesi was born on September 25, 1975 in Ethiopia. It is said that she grew up in a fairly well-off family, but during this time in history, Ethiopia was very turbulent and they were living under military rule at the time. During her early years, Tedesi's father was a prisoner victim to the Ethiopian circumstances. Because of the turmoil, the Tedesi family was raised to question and not trust anything around them. They did not know what we know as comfort and trust and warmth and being able to have a loving family. In addition to this, she was treated differently and was excluded by friends and by family members. With her social and familial life failing in addition to her country around her, like anyone would do in this situation, she turned to something else for comfort, and for Tedesi, that was school and academics. With great academics, she ended up being admitted to a very prestigious international community school, and after graduating as valedictorian of her class, she was admitted to the oh-so-prestigious Harvard. This was a big move. She was moving from Ethiopia to Massachusetts in the United States of America. But this is what she had devoted her life to, her academics, and it was all coming to fruition. She had the goal of doing pre-med through Harvard, and then moving on to medical school upon graduation from Harvard. 
However, Harvard proved to be more difficult, and she maintained only a B average that would not admit her into the highly desired and oh-so-respected Harvard Medical School, which anyone going to Harvard was already admitted to their undergraduate programs. You would just, you know, the next step in the stepping stone is Harvard Medical School or All another Harvard or Graduate School. Harvard Law School, probably. The or the Harvard Business School. One. Yeah. Yeah. So even with her B average grades, these grades from Harvard are still highly prestigious. Oh, I would love to have B average. Me too. So this meant that she would still get into another highly ranked medical school, even if it's not yeah, Harvard Medical School. she could have probably literally gone to any medical school. Yeah. All she needed to have on there was Harvard. And yeah. she probably would have been fine. Yeah. In addition to this new reality she was facing, she also brought with her the past of struggling with social situations and making friends. While studying at Harvard, she made no friends and continued to distance herself from family members who supposedly lived in the area. And she was very, very lonely, and this had a heavy impact on her and her life. Her academic achievements did not prove to fill the voids she had had for years. After the end of her freshman year, her roommate at the time decided to room with another group of girls, and this was devastating to Tedeschi. So did this leave her all alone? She ends up finding another roommate. Okay, she finds another one. Okay, good. During that summer, so the summer between her freshman and sophomore year, she Do gathered... Do you know when that is? Like, the what dates? Uh, this is probably... So the case was in 1995, and I believe... So this probably would have been in 1992. Okay. Yeah. So during that summer, she had gathered a list of random individuals' information from phone books and online chat groups and sent a random letter that stated... As far as I can remember, my life has been hellish. Year after year, I became lonelier and lonelier. I see friends deserting me. They would take every chance to show me they did not have any love or respect for me. High school turned out to be even worse. If I went early or left late, I would be roaming the yard or deserted hallways alone while other students roared with laughter or talked their hearts out standing in groups. Home was not a comforting place. I swallowed my pain and anguish just as my siblings did to theirs. I was so lonely. But I hung on tight because I wanted to be, come to the States in search of a solution. This letter went on to ask these strangers to spend a few hours of their weeks with her because she was so lonely. And these are absolute strangers. Like, she does not know them. Yeah, from what it sounds like yeah. is, they could be anywhere from yeah. what it sounds like. She stated and begged in her letter, please do not close the door in my face when asking to spare a few hours of their weeks to spend with her. I can only imagine, like what would have been from what it sounds like if someone maybe responded someone good might have responded and you know spent the time with her maybe even got to know her well what the the outcome could have been even with dozens of letters being sent out only one person actually responded and ended up stopping quickly because the responses she received from Tedeschi were off the rail and completely bizarre and so she didn't feel comfortable responding anymore It's also said that another person out of the dozen was disturbed by the letter and outreach from a stranger and ended up sending it to a friend who worked at Harvard. But as far as I could tell from the sources, nothing ever came from that. In addition to these letters of outcry to strangers, she also worked with Harvard University Health Services, but nothing seemed to help her apparent loneliness and outcry. So there there was an outcry to strangers and to faculty and to the Harvard facilities, but it wasn't doing anything. I would probably honestly be almost be like the same way as most of these other people wouldn't. I would read it and it would be. I mean, it's completely bizarre. It's completely bizarre. Maybe if it was 
something else, maybe I would have responded, but I probably would have been almost just like these other people were. Or if it was coming from a cousin, a niece, yeah. a nephew, an aunt or an uncle, or a sister but it's or a brother. Complete, she's a complete stranger to these people. That's what I'm saying. Like I would probably be like all these other people that I wouldn't respond most likely either, especially because this is so far out of the blue. Yeah. Now, fast forward a little bit. The summer is over and it is on to sophomore year at Harvard. And Tedeschi has luckily found a new roommate whose name is that of Trang Ho. Trang Ho was a Vietnamese student at Harvard who was also a devoted student and was very committed to her academics and was liked by everyone she interacted with on campus. In addition to having more of a social life than that of Tedeschi, Trang Ho also excelled academically at Harvard, and coincidentally, she was also looking to go to the medical school upon graduation, so they were both following a pre-med track taking biology. Tedeschi and Ho roomed together their sophomore and junior years at Harvard, and things seemed to be going well for the two. However, it took a turn. Tedeschi was obsessively fond of Ho and was needy for attention from her and became increasingly obsessive and needy as they continued to board together. By the time junior year was coming to a close, Tedeschi was too much and Ho let her know at the end of the year that she was going to move out and move in with another group of girls her senior year. This enraged Tedeschi and it caused them to fight and not speak again. During this time when Ho announced this change of living to Tedeschi, it was finals week and almost time to go their separate ways for the summer. As we all know, summer can be very distracting, but finals are a must and cannot be skipped. But Tedeschi had other plans in mind. She ended up skipping three exams the week of finals, which that is a big deal. That is... I wouldn't even imagine skipping three exams. If I remember right, flipping finals count for like 75 to 65% of of your grade. At least whenever we were... In college, a lot of it, some of the classes, it was like almost like 50 to 60, maybe yeah, 70% of the grade. Yeah, it's a lot. During the same time of Tedeschi skipping class and finals is when the local school's newspaper, as I mentioned earlier, received the anonymous picture and note about a juicy story yet to come. Wait, did it ever say who this picture was? Yeah, I'll get to it. Okay. There were red flags popping up everywhere, but they were just not yet tied together. Tedeschi ended up attending one final out of the whole week and then went out with another Ethiopian student for brunch. And the entire time, the person stated it seemed like a goodbye and not just a casual brunch during finals week. On the night of May 27th, Trang Ho had a friend visiting and staying with her by the name of Tao Nguyen. Now remember, this is the week where families and friends are in town helping their children either move out or pack up for the summer, so it wasn't out of the ordinary for a friend to be staying with them overnight in the dorms. On the morning of May 28th, Tao Nguyen found Tedeschi stabbing Trang Ho to death and went to intervene the attack, and that is when Tedeschi ended up changing her range of attack and direction and began stabbing Nguyen aggressively. Luckily, Nguyen was not laying down, she was not in a submissive spot, so she was able to escape the dorm and flee the attack and head to the front of the courtyard, where this is where she lets out blood-curdling screams and is bleeding out profusely from the attack. She is also repeatedly saying, someone killed my friend. With Ho dead, Tedeschi heads to the bathroom, barricades herself in, and ends up using a rope that she had purchased earlier and hangs herself in the bathroom. This is the scene, and this is the backstory. You have Trang Ho and Sinidu Tedesi both pronounced dead and Tao Nguyen thankfully alive, although she did have severe injuries from the stab wounds and a lot of blood loss. 
It wasn't until the murder-suicide spread on campus that the Harvard Crimson was able to put two and two together with the anonymous photo and note they had received, and it was all Sinidu Tedesi. The picture was of Tedesi, and the note was a forewarning of the crime she was going to commit. It Did was, it say what the notes said? Oh, I guess you already stated yeah, that earlier. Yeah, it just Sorry. said that keep this keep photo this because photo, it's yeah. juicy stories yet to come. And I think it just goes to show it was all premeditated days in advance. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, if not sure. further. She had purchased two knives and rope leading up to the day of the murder and had sent the letter and photo to the Crimson a few days before that as well. Obviously, I'm speaking in hindsight, like we said earlier with a lot of these cases, but there were so many red flags of something happening at the hand of Tedesi. Harvard, after the murder-suicide, ended up receiving a lot of scrutiny from the public and the whole family directly, indicating that it could have all been prevented if Tedesi would have received proper care for her mental health. The whole family ended up filing a lawsuit that indicated the university had enough information and evidence that showed Tedesi was unwell and was losing her mind and was in fact becoming infatuated with violence and vengeance. And that's what we really saw. It was really rooted in vengeance of her wanting to go get new roommates. It was a breaking point. Well, especially when she lived with Tran. Yeah. For two years. Yeah. I mean, I would be... Especially if they're leaving on bad terms. If they're leaving on good terms, I could understand. But they're leaving on bad terms in this case. I can only imagine that Chang Ho, she was probably dreading the final week and moving out because it was probably a lot of tension. You could probably cut it. Oh, yeah. With the knife. Yeah. The sad truth is we will never be able to say if more had been done, would Tedesi never have killed? It is so sad, but Ho was assigned to a stranger that did not have her best intentions at heart and in the end was killed because of it. Obviously, not every roommate you have will always have your best intentions, but hopefully they won't have a vengeance or death wish for you. And that is the crime of Sinidu Tedesi and the poor victim, Trang Ho, who was taken too soon. I want to really recognize Trang Ho, who today would have had a family, a promising and flourishing medical career probably. She could have had social gatherings at her home and with her family. She could have became a Harvard professor for all we know and taught where she once sat. We will never know the immense impact she could have had, and because of that, Please remember her today in any way you can, because she could have had a life that any one of us would have wanted, and she was stripped of that right that we each have. No, yeah, I agree 100%, especially as I'm planning on also going into the medical field in a way. I'm going into nursing. Um, I mean, who wouldn't want to have a job that you know pays well or start a family? And unfortunately, she's never going to get to have that opportunity to yeah. live her life because she was taken so soon. Yeah. I know, all at I, the hands of a stranger. I know. And it's so sad. And they were probably good friends. I mean, I have to assume that in the beginning, they must have been just good friends. Yeah. I mean, you and would then think it went that sour. through, what, the sophomore and junior year, at least the beginning part of junior year, they were probably really good friends until the tipping point, the tipping point happened. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to Couple of Criminals. As a quick reminder, if you are interested in one of your suggested cases being featured on our podcast, please send us a quick DM and we will try and get your suggestion on the podcast. We look forward to you being back here next week where Anton will be reviewing a crime from Michigan. Until then, this is your Couple of Criminals. Signing off.